So we are joined on the line by Barry Maurice, who is a technology researcher, mostly focused on artificial intelligence and uh, data ethics. He's got a fabulous website, which you can check out, barrymaurice.com. Barry, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Well, we are good. We are on uh, level four of lockdown, and we hope that everybody else is uh, <laughs> uh, towing the line and playing <laughs> their part in these times. Now, uh, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Barry, but as far as I'm aware, South Africa doesn't necessarily have a coronavirus tracing app, for example, in the market at the moment, uh, an app that would, say, be able to help the state, the health department, etc., in just tracing coronavirus cases um, you know, keeping updates on how people are doing in terms of recovery, etc. Am I right? That's correct. So there's nothing live yet, but I know there's a number of teams working on different solutions and trying to debate all the various ethical dilemmas and whatnot to make sure that when we do officially sanction one and make it live, that we know what we're doing, all right? Right, right, right. So then let's look at other parts of the world. Uh, call it international best practice, whatever. What is happening yes. in the app space around the world um, as far as uh, us navigating through the coronavirus? Yeah, so about, as far as I know, about 30 countries around the world have been trying this strategy of using an app. And what this contact tracing app tries to do is try to automate tracing where the virus is spread throughout that particular city or throughout that country. So, for example, what the app will do, we use Bluetooth to broadcast your location. And every time your phone comes into contact with another person's phone, it will make an automated anonymous log on your phone that you came into contact with that person. Then maybe a few days later, you start having the symptoms and you realize you had the disease. That phone will then have a log of any, everyone you've been in contact with. So they can, they can contact all of those people and let them know that they've potentially been exposed to the virus and they can do the right social distancing and whatnot from there. So all that contact tracing does is instead of doing it manually, it automates it to ensure that we have the best data possible to manage the spread and know what's going on in our cities. I mean, that's quite interesting because there are, you know, legit reasons. I mean, yes, tracing is important, but I would imagine it presents other you know, interesting realities for us as, as people, as citizens, in terms of knowing uh, just how important it is to be aware of who you're around. Definitely. I think it's an important topic to discuss because this kind of location data is very sensitive. It's very private for most of us. But like you say, these are unprecedented times. And if we're trying to manage the spread while opening the economy again and getting people back to work, we have to have the best data possible to give to the healthcare services so they know what's going on so they can treat it effectively. So it's a balance between how safe and private is that data and how usable is it versus this crazy virus that we're facing that's kind of an unprecedented event. Mm. Barry, this is Owen speaking. Uh, in some countries, uh, and I know in China, I think they've made it uh, applications mandatory to get onto an app that will trace the the. Uh, the spread of COVID-19, but, you know, obviously yeah. that sparks another debate, the debate of privacy. Where do we stand with regards to privacy? Because now you're allowing, um, you know, app originators to access to your phone and, you know, it becomes a bit of a problem and a huge debate amongst a lot of people. Yeah, that is the major debate at the moment. Like you say, China is that quintessential example. Because they've got more of an authoritarian type regime there, they, they're able to make those kind of mandatory decisions and force their citizens to obey. And, and they have like mass surveillance already. So this is just another tool in their toolkit. But if you look at other mm -hmm. countries, for example, the UK announced their app last night, and they're going to make it voluntary. And so it depends on like what the culture in your country is, how much people value freedom. In South Africa, we have very strict privacy regulations, especially around data, probably one of the stricter ones across the world. So it's been interesting to see what our government decides to do. Will they change the regulations to enable this app to work? The thing is with this app, if you don't have everybody using it, 
then it kind of defeats yes. the point. So if it's volunteering, mm. you've only got 40% of the population using it, you don't have the right data anyway, so you might as well not do it. And so some of the experts mm. say that you probably need about 60% of the population before this app even becomes useful. So that's the big debate. Mm. Is, are, is the government able to mandate it, make it, make it like necessary for you to do? Maybe they make it a condition that if you want to return to work, you have to have this app or something like that. But that's going to be a debate mm. we can have on the mm. courts and in the ethical dilemmas for the, for the days to come. Absolutely. We're joined on the line by Barry Maurice, who is a technology researcher. And we're looking at uh, the impact of apps in these times of COVID-19. And of course, tracing apps are a massive talking point, which will assist the government and I guess society in uh, tracing cases of COVID-19 when necessary. Now, from a South African point of view, Barry, as far as our capability is concerned, do we have the capability to develop an app like this? Yes, we definitely have the capability to develop an app like this. I think in a South African context, what we are more worried about is, do our population have Bluetooth-enabled phones across the board? That's the major Mm. constraint here, because without that Bluetooth, these things can't work. And so the question is, how much of our population has those Bluetooth-enabled phones? And will this work in rural environments, in township environments, as well as in cities? Because as we know, that's where the high-risk areas are. And so if if we don't have enough Bluetooth phones, then we might need to look for other solutions. Mm-hmm. I would imagine Barry, that how probably... Su- sorry, sorry, uh, Mo, just... it's not about 10 there. Uh, I want yeah. to find out how successful these phone tracing apps have been. I mean, limited countries have made it compulsory so far or mandatory. Uh, do you think there would be a large success rate in terms of tracing people around you that may, be, uh, that may have contracted the disease? So we've kind of seen mixed results. We've seen very good results coming out of South Korea and out of Singapore and out of China, so in, in Asian countries. We haven't seen that many results from, say, Europe or, or the U.S., for example, because they're still quite early in that testing. So it's one of those things where we think it might work, but we don't have any real evidence to back it up. Unfortunately, the alternative to this is by healthcare workers manually tracing people, by asking you who have you come into contact with over the last few days, phoning those people individually and going that route. So this might mm-hmm. be the only way to scale it effectively and might give us a little bit more information than possible. It's not a silver mm-hmm. bullet. It's not a perfect solution, but it gives us mm-hmm. a better sense of what's going on in our country, which allows us to open up the economy in kind of a staged way as opposed to mm-hmm. an arbitrary way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so critical, Barry, isn't it? It's all about the um, access to information and data that can assist us in navigating these waters. And um, whether it's uh, on the part of the state or on the part of health workers or citizens or anybody, really, uh, people who are drivers transporting hundreds and thousands of commuters, I personally believe that an app um, like this or even a number of them could be very, very useful, um, especially considering that all of us are practically on our phones and uh, it is a massive source of, of, of access to information. So we need to use the tools available to see what we can do. For app developers out there, I mean, is this the sort of app that anybody can develop or do you need uh, quite um, a, a mixture of expertise and in, in putting together an app that is effective? I think technically it's not that difficult an app to build. Where the, where the trouble comes in is that who's going to own that data? So it's quite important that the data is owned securely, probably by our government or by our Department of Health. And so as far as I know, there's a team of UCT researchers working with the government right now. Stella Inabeli Abrams, our communications minister, announced a couple of weeks ago that we're looking into this. And so I'm assuming that's the team that's working with them. And so mm. lots of people can build this app, but you have to ensure that data is secure and um, we don't want to get into the wrong hands, and we need to be working mm. in, in cahoots with our government, because otherwise it doesn't work. Absolutely. Barry, let's see what happens, um, but it's interesting times, and uh, as I said before, 
we need to use the tools available. And if technology presents a couple of them, then let's go for it. But let's make sure that we tick all the boxes and that everybody is ultimately um, taken care of with all the sensitivities. We appreciate your time, Barry, and uh, let's watch how things unfold. I'm sure we'll be chatting again soon. Thank you very much. Good to see you guys. Right. Wonderful. Barry Maurice um, is uh, a tech researcher focused on a lot of stuff that that's, that's got to do with artificial intelligence, data ethics, and ultimately he's got a, a website, barrymaurice.com. You can check it out and uh, it does make for some interesting reading.